listening to Keeping It Positive, where we try to keep it positive. And here is your amazing host, Travis Timmons. You are listening to Keeping It Positive, and this is Travis. And as you know, it's me. You are so extra every week. <laughs> Emily. Okay. If you didn't know. Yes. If, Emily, if you did not know. Emily, what's going on? You know? Living the dream. Always. Always. I don't know. It's been an interesting week. Don't even get me started about this yeah, week. Yeah, let's not. Let's really not talk about this week. Well, no, we got no, to catch you up. We have yes. to catch you up a little bit. So, as you know, last week we had a part one for our photo shoot. So, right. we are still doing part two. We are. Today. But. Meaning we, Wednesday. Wednesday, right. We had a little mishap with the photographer. We have a new photographer now. So excited about that, though. Yes. Um, it's cool to work with different people. So it is. It's really cool to have some different creative minds come together for this photo shoot. And um, so part two is today. So excited. Um, and we've just been doing that. You know, there's always going to be ups and downs. Like we, you know, in life, in general. Yeah. And you just have to go with it. Like it's kind of like. You get knocked down on Monday, but on Tuesday, it's better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like dealing with things on a daily basis, of course. Um, that's what I've been doing all week. <laughs> I just started school. I was in... Um, as of when? As of September 15th. Really? So about a week and a half, right. two weeks in. So it's been nice. Right. I'm taking online classes, so I don't have to force myself to right. leave my house, which is great. How many are you taking? Just two. Okay. So this semester, I'm only taking two where I usually go full-time because right. I'm trying to get you know a second job. Right. And um, we have this lovely, lovely podcast. Right. So a lot of great things, but I do believe, you know, even though it may seem like a lot on your plate, mm-hmm. if you want something, you need to go for it. Right. And you can organize so, your schedule yeah. a little bit. Balance is key. Right. So that's what I've been doing. So are online classes hard or what is it? Oh, What's it like? Let's not talk about that. Isn't that hard? It's really not that hard. Okay. I love it because, okay, it's kind of like you can go ahead. You can go ahead of the class because you have, exactly. So like your module one might be due on Saturday, but then you can go ahead and start your module two. Because you have the content already. Exactly. But do I do that? No. No. But can I? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Right, right. So that's cool. But it's kind of different because if you don't understand something, you don't have have your teacher right there. So you have to wait for a response. But you know. Right. I used to take online classes. I, I, I liked it, but for the comfort of being at home yeah. and doing it on my own time once it's done by a certain time. But I don't, that's the point I didn't like where you, if you didn't understand something, you, you really do, didn't so. have anybody. You had to wait for somebody. Not even, and, and I can't even yeah, ask my. You can't even find anybody. Nobody next to me like, hey, right. you got that answer? Because. Right. Uh, it's not as simple. Yeah. Right. So but that's cool though. That's been that. Yeah. So you started and like how, roughly how much time are you spending on it? Um, the day that it's due. Oh my gosh. Listen, y'all, I've been getting, I've been getting hundreds and nineties, okay? Well, that's all that matters. Yes. That is all that matters. But I'm getting it done. Right, right. Yeah. So, last week we did the photo shoot, we had a vlog, our very first vlog come out. Which, if you guys have not seen it, this is the funniest thing ever. So like stupid funny. <laughs> I don't know, okay, when we're together... I don't know. It's just really, really weird. Like it's hilarious. It's so funny. 
So to see the us in a video, like <laughs> it's the it's just the weirdest. I don't know. Like it's it's so funny. Out. It's so funny. It is funny. So that is posted on IGTV. Yes, on Instagram, on Instagram. and on Facebook. And on Facebook, yeah. and then we have been going live to we have. Oh my God, guys, you don't even understand. So we have much. so much going on, yeah. but it's all to keep you guys involved and keep right. our keeping a positive fam interested and. Yeah. Yeah. So that is on Keeping It Positive podcast on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. You can see that. We also started something new called Motivational Monday, right? <laughs> We're still sick, by the way, <laughs> which is oh, called Motivational <laughs> Monday. And that will replace our Motivational Minute just because it's a little bit of a longer um, video. So it's a video that posts every Monday and it's a little bit of motivation from both of us. And it's something that you can keep and hold on to. Yeah, so you can look back at it if it... Look, look back, back at, at it. <laughs> okay, I was like, you can look back at the Motivational Monday um, on Tuesday. Right. You know, on Friday. Week. Right. So that's kind of why we changed. I mean, if you guys have been with us, even before I was a right. co-host, um, Travis had Motivational Minute at the end of each episode. Right. So now that will be Motivational Monday. So check right. that out. And that's also a super funny video too. So funny. All the all the videos are so funny. So yeah. you guys will have a good time watching those. So good. Okay, so this week we were supposed to have Selena Presley from the Orlando Seawolves dance team, but unfortunately she was not able to make it. I, I feel so bad. We miss you already, we Selena. We do miss you, Selena. And um, you know she. There's a lot going on. Like there's so much going on. Yeah. You know, in everybody's lives, yeah. scheduling and all that just didn't work out. Um, this week we'll figure out hopefully eventually but for now we do want to let you know that on the second half of the show of this show we have the um we so september we talked about last week is not only suicide awareness month but it's also childhood Childhood cancer Cancer awareness Month. yes so on the second part of this show we will have a phone interview with uh her name's Catherine, and her son is daniel and he was diagnosed with cancer at the age of nine and a half, nine and, a half and he's now 11. So he's grown so much, um, but they really have a story to tell. It's like so insane. Um, and we're going to, we look forward to talking to him and his mom. Yes, most definitely. So that will be through a phone call. It will be. And it's going to be, it's going to be really nice it's to speak really with cool. them and get yeah. their point of view on the situation and, you know, talk about how much he's grown. And, yes. And what and, he's overcome. Yes, and, everything. So, and also, how a family works when they go through a tough situation. Yes. Because of course that's a tough situation for anyone. It's something that you don't really, you don't expect that. No, at all. When you have a child or when you're growing older, any point in life, like to become so sick or become, you know, diagnosed with any type of cancer, that's not something that you wish on anybody or that you wish. Of course. You know? Yeah. And you have to learn how to deal with that. You Mm -hmm. have to, um, you know, you have to yeah, like you, you understand everything. You really have to adjust everything. your life. Exactly. That's like, what I was meaning like to say. It's like a life changer. Yeah. Everything changes. Like the way you go to school. Every, and especially for kids. And I feel like the way that you think about life changes. Of course. Changes. Of course. Because at that point, it's like, you know, you're not guaranteed every day. No, yeah. And, and kids, especially we're talking about kids because since it's childhood cancer, um, kids don't understand. Like they're so young. And they don't have the mindset like we do or, you know, adults to understand what yeah. they're going through and what, you know, that it will be okay or it won't be. You know, they just don't understand at that young age. I feel like 
I feel like it makes them. It has to make them grow up. Of course, very makes them fast. stronger, and it definitely makes them grow yeah. too quick. Yeah, way too quick. Because all that stress right. and stuff. Right, right. So. so we'll be covering that in the second half of the show. So stay tuned for that, which is gonna really bring us to our, to- our topic right now. Yes. So the topic this week is about family. Family. It's family a, is family, guys. Family's it, family. It can be a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing to have family and people who you can count on. Right. And, you know, some people don't have families that they can come home to. Some people don't have a home to come home to. Right. So to have a family is a beautiful thing. Of course. But we want to talk about the ups <laughs> and downs with your family because, yeah. as we all know, we all go through that stuff. Yeah. You know, ups and downs in a family, it's like you can't go around it. There's no way around it at there all. There isn't. Um, and I, I believe that it does make families stronger, but sometimes it does tear families apart. It really depends on a situation, but um, it's inevitable, and it's something that we all have to deal with at some point in our life, whether it be good or bad or whatever it is. We all Any have to situation. deal with it. Right. So, I think that... What were you going to say? I was just going to say that... Um, there was a, I was just going to explain a time in my family where everybody was separated and then kind of came back together. So one situation is when someone passes away. Yes. Pass, you know, deaths in the family can always be like a, you know, something that shakes up the whole family. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, and, you know, my family, we have a huge family, um, like 15 kids here, like six grandkids. We have a huge oh family. Oh my goodness. Yeah, my mom has, my mom has six brothers and sisters wow and then they had kids all of them so like my cousins i have a whole line of cousins when you go to turn down wherever you have to go see like 15 different houses um but there was a death in the family at one point and it shook the whole family like literally the whole family shattered but Mm -hmm. what what was weird was what the bad part about the situation is that this one wouldn't talk to that one that one they like all turn on each other they didn't have a reason. They didn't have any reason at all. But that death just shook everyone so much to the point where everyone quit talking. It still hasn't been resolved all the way. People have started talking. You know, they got back because family's family at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, but some people haven't, sadly. But um, one thing I learned in that situation is that people are so like... It's hard to explain because people... You don't realize how much... A, a person plays a role in, in a family. Uh, you really until don't. Until they're gone. You really you don't. Know? Yeah. And sometimes you take people for granted. You take family members for granted. Like, for example, that aunt that you don't want to go see because they, they're old-fashioned or something stupid. Yes, yes, I know. Everybody has that person in their yes. family. And you don't want to go see them. But you never know that when they pass away, what they really meant. You know what I mean? Or what they mean to you. Right. You yeah. ever had a story where in your family where everybody split up or they got in a big... Not split up. I mean, my parents separated when I was eight. Right. So having like a really, you know, remembering Christmases together and of all course, this yeah. stuff. And then all of a sudden at eight years old, it I'm changed. third grade. Like, right. you know, so that was different. Um, and I have two siblings. So my brother is a year older than me and right. my sister's seven years older than me. She's right. old. No, I'm just <laughs> um, So it was kind of tough. We went through, you know, custody. Well, we they figured it out on their own, but right. we did like every other weekend type of things. Okay. But I mean, being so young and going through that, it's like what? you have to understand it. And then the whole situation with separation and divorce as a child, I know a lot of us can relate to this because it, it happens. Like, you know, forever may, may not 
turn into forever. You just don't know. Yeah. So it was difficult to try and... I felt like I had to pick sides, per se. Of course, yeah. Like, obviously, you want to be close with your mom because that's your mom. But then, like, why did they separate? They don't tell you everything when you're a kid. So I'm still learning to this day, like, little things. But... Sometimes, as even as a kid, I had to realize that sometimes people are better apart. Of course, yeah. And even though those were my parents, those are my parents, it's like maybe they're better, f- like it's better for them and better for our family if they weren't together. Yeah, and maybe you were in a better situation when yeah. you're not together, you know? Yeah, well, my, um, my aunt actually ended up moving in with us, and right. that, like when you said your aunt, like... I don't know. You don't... When you're a kid, you don't want to really listen to anybody else unless it's your mom. You you barely want to listen to your mom. But as I'm getting older, I realize how much my aunt... Like, she played a role that my dad wasn't in the house. So she played that role, and that was very, like, significant. And now, growing older, you realize that. Oh, yeah. So... You know, every family member plays a key role in your life, whether you see it or not. I believe, at least. Like, they each bring something to the table yeah in a way if you see what i'm saying they each have like for example okay i'll just give a quick rundown my aunt for example she's the, like my second mom she'll be the one to kind of be my mom if i'm not if my yes. mom's not around and mm-hmm. she influences it my cousin he's the one that keeps me out of trouble you know there's like different people that do different things in your of life of course and you need those people now for some we're gonna get in this they don't have a family like that whether it be you have a really small family or, you know. My family is not big by any means. Oh, really? No. Most of my family lives up north. Okay. How often do you see them? Like, I don't. Right. Yeah, because, like, I wasn't, I mean, they lived there so, right. all my life. So, yeah, maybe I visited them when I was little. Yeah. But I barely remember that. Right. So, the really only people that I have are my you know, a couple of cousins, my dad, and then my immediate family. Right. But I don't know. Once you... I'm on my own. Right, of course. So balancing all this stuff and then balancing family time is like... It's a lot, but it's important. Yeah. But for those people who don't have families, I feel like in some ways you find teachers or you find friends or you find people who become your family. Like family is blood obviously but you can so have friends who are your family right i'm gonna i'm gonna say this quote the the quote is that sometimes blood isn't always family mm -hmm. like sometimes your family will be the one that hurts you more than Mm -hmm. people on the outside will you have friends that are more family than sometimes your own family now i'm not speaking for our families but we're just saying in general sometimes you you know what i mean like and then same way with with friends, you you can't. Sometimes you never know. You know what I mean. You can be hurt by anybody. Like it's not like a. Specific, like we're all people, right? Of course, but. How do you feel? Tell me. About people who are in situations where their family betrays them, or right. where they like. At what extent do mm-hmm. you not speak to your family? At what extent do you say, "Listen, I'm like, I love you to death, but you're just bad news to me, and you're not really benefiting me in my life." You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like... That's a hard one. I feel like there's a fine line between... Family is family. I right. mean, literally, we've said this like 10 times, right? <laughs> but at some point, as people, right. are we keeping these family members close to us when they're not benefiting us? They're only hurting us. Right. Whether that's financially, right. whether that is emotionally, physically, you know? Right. So... 
the the type of person I am. I'm speaking from my opinion. Then you give yours. This type of person I am. The only like I wouldn't completely drop them, no matter what. I don't, okay, so distance them. I would but, okay. distance myself. Not not drop them because family is you know what I mean like to me I always think no matter what someone's done to me I'm not I'm gonna forgive them and like forget. But I'm not going to always, like, fully forget yeah. it. I'm going to just distance myself to protect myself so I don't get in the situation again. Understood. What do you think? Would you uh, say, well, the hell with you and cut them off? I wouldn't, but, okay. I'm I'm very honest. Right. I'm oh, very, yeah, we know. I'm very honest. We know. So if you, I just tell you how it is. You know right. what I'm saying? If you and cross the line, if right. you're disrespectful, if anything like that, I've, I drop people very easily. But my family, per right. se, I feel like the distance thing is very important. Right. At that point, like, you need to let them know how they made you feel. And if right. they're not listening, then don't let them make you feel that way. Of course. If they're not listening, if they're not treating you any better, distance yourself for a good amount of time. I'm yeah. talking, like, do not answer the phone calls. Do not any of that. Right. And if you need to reach out to them, just be like, hey, I've been thinking about you, but, you know... If you're willing to sit down and talk this out, let's go from there. But if you're still the same, if you're still going to treat me the same way, then you can... It's kind of like time out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, in a way. Y'all can go do your thing. Be bad for yourself. And I'm going to do me. When you grow up a little bit, then this, we can talk. I don't know why, where this came from, but the one time that I've had to cut someone off completely, mm. it was this girl, no dating or anything, just like friends or whatever. And it was kind of like a... Friends with benefits, so like one day we're good, one day we're uh. off. And we were friends and all that for years, like all of high school, right? Yeah. High school, four years roughly. And um, so we would have good days and we would have good weeks, good months, bad months. Mm-hmm. So in the bad months, I would put her in timeout and send her away, or she'd yeah. put me in timeout and we wouldn't talk for a couple months yeah. at a time. Well, she kept doing that, or we kept doing that, and it just got to the point where you get tired of it. Yeah. And that's my point. You will, at one point, if it keeps happening, get tired of it. Well, that's when you give them the chance. Exactly. But Distance yourself before you have to completely cut Right. Off. So, that's what I did. I kept kind of, you know, distancing myself, giving her a chance, bringing her back, whatever, whatever. One day, now, don't do this, but this is what I did. Oh, gosh, I, We were driving, <laughs> right? We were driving somewhere, and I got the realization in my head that this is not right for me. And I was like, you know what? This is the end of it. Good. So she's like, she got an attitude in the car. We were arguing in the car. Not really arguing. I was just sitting and listening to her argue. And she said. She's arguing with herself is what you just said. And we were about to pass her house. (laughs) Oh. To go to the Don't tell me you dropped her off. I said, I said, are you going to continue to argue? Because I will drop you home. Mm -hmm. She said, take me home. Take me home. Well, you know what I did? Dropped her down the street. I dropped her in the middle of the road. Oh, my God. I pulled her, not far from her house, though, because she was kind of a big girl. Dropped her. Okay. I dropped her in the middle of the road, and she had to walk all the way home. I'm going to tell my dad that you made me walk home. Oh, my gosh. I would have been like, goodbye. Okay, but it really is a point of, like, you give them too many chances, and you really try with the person. At some point, you do get tired of it. Well, I feel like distance makes your heart grow fonder in the weirdest way. Do you know what I'm you saying? So? Like, if you need to distance somebody, <laughs> either they're going to learn or even on, even if it's you. Right. Like, what if you're the, the bad news? You know, once you don't have that person in your life, it shouldn't take death, like you were saying. It should take, you shouldn't even have to get to that point. I appreciate everybody around you. Right. You know? Like, it's, it's, 
guys, love your family. If you have a family, if you have great friends, love them. Right. And show them that you love them. Like, my busy schedule all the time. Yeah. At least once every week and a half, I send out a mass group text to my whole family, okay. my immediate family, and just, you know, let them know what's happening in my life. I tell them, like, I love them. I appreciate you guys. I hope, you know, everything's going great with you guys. Like, a big, I love you, a big text hug, you know? Right. Just to let them know that I'm thinking about them, and maybe if I'm busy, it doesn't mean that I don't love them anymore. Exactly. So even if you don't have time, you still get that little acknowledgement kind yes of, of course i'm very um i, I think that's very important rude ass. Oh, sorry no we can, we talk like every day which <laughs> yeah, is kind of insane say, so like, there's no sense for it sheesh maybe but i need to distance sense. you we do bye travis no yeah but that makes sense it, it totally does make sense it really does um what else what else so we talked about the good we talked about the bad let's tell me what are you thinking you're like scared yeah. me over there she when she does her thought process, she kind of scares me because she gets a serious face like she's mad at me. Guys, no, that's RBF. What is that? Rest. Oh my <laughs> god, are you kidding me right now? I have a serious RBF. Yes, she do. Actually, I don't. I'm actually very bubbly. Okay. Unless I don't like you, then I'm just staring at you like, don't look at me. Even One of these I'm days, at you. very soon, we're gonna do a meetup with you guys, and we're gonna let you meet Emily. Oh, so I'm, we can... I'm crazy, y'all. Oh my gosh. That and the so best, I'm crazy in the best way possible, though. That's true. Oh, wow. Thanks. Okay, so what were you going to say? Okay, um, I guess I'm just talking about getting to a dark place in your life. Okay, huh. Huh. So. Yes. Even if you do have family. Right. Even if you have supporters and people who are there for you. Yeah. That does not mean. You can't get in a dark place. You can't get in a dark place. I get in a dark place at least once a week. Yes. And it's it's kind of like from... Okay. So when I'm in a dark place, I usually reach out to my mom or my boyfriend or my brother right. or anybody. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like at some point when you constantly feel that way, sometimes you don't want to reach out to of them anymore not. because you're kind of like, am I telling them this too much? Like, they're going to tell me the same thing. All this stuff. So... We did have. Yes, we a, had a question. Yes, that but came through. But before we do that, before we do that, really quick, Emily texted me this week. And what? What? What are we what talking are you about? Getting so riled up. <laughs> she texted me this week because I was like kind of not responding to all this. First of all, he was acting different, y'all. No, I was yes, not. No, it was just such a rough week. Me. It was such a rough week, and she's like, "What's wrong with you?" I, you sent me a whole message. I need honesty. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh my God, calm down. Yeah. But it has been a rough week. So everybody has those rough days, rough weeks. Getting, you know, they get in those. Anyone can get in a place where they're not happy yes. and where they're stressed out, whether it be stress just gives you, you know what I mean? Like, stress is a killer. Honestly. Dude, End of story. Stress could put you but in But it's the biggest lesson. Of course. Because I feel like a lot of us stress over the same things, but maybe those are things that we aren't trying to fix. We are scared to fix. Right. We don't know how to fix. Right. So stress can be very hard. Right. So getting back to the question. Yes. Which is going to lead us into our next little topic is we got a question for Hey Ladies, but we felt that it would be easier 
to answer it in here. Because we are closing our September. Yes, which was Suicide Awareness Month as well. As well, yes. So the question is, how to overcome wanting to kill yourself? Which is a very straightforward question. Honest. And we love it. We love your honesty. Yes. Because we want to be honest as well. Yes. One of our... Ladies? Yeah, it was one of our ladies, from, but it was anonymous, so... Yes, one of our ladies from our Kip fam. I say Kip. I love it. She says Kip. Um, reached out to us and asked that, and I was like, whoa. Yes. But we love these things, because if you are feeling this way... We can give you our why opinion. Why not reach out? Right, you know? of course. So, overcoming that. That... I just... <sighs> okay, so you want me to go first? Please. Overcoming wanting to kill yourself. If you're at the point where you want to kill yourself, then my opinion is you either are going through something that's really tough or you've been going through something that you haven't seen resolved or you just, you know what, some people just can't take it. You know, some people just have too much going on and, you know, relationships aren't working out, work isn't working out. You know what I mean? There's different factors. But my honest opinion would be to seek help first. Like, seeking help isn't as scary as you always think it is. It's as simple as, for example, we gave the numbers last week about ways to call in and talk to someone or to, there's a chat group to talk to someone. And it's all anonymous and it's all... Literally, it's nothing to be scared. It's all conversation. It's people that care about you and want to have an honest conversation and want to help you. And before you make that serious decision, right, right. have someone to talk to. Right, and it, it it's a serious decision. Um, mainly, because, I was talking about this with my mom in the car the other day. Like, there's a few factors to consider when you do something when you want to do something like that. So. Like, I, my big question I was asking my mom is, well, how do, how do you know, like, how do you know what's going to happen on the other side? How do you know you're going to be happy? That... You know what I mean? And that's like a topic we... It, yeah, <laughs> that's like a whole different I know. thing. Though. I know, but it because just... Because of beliefs. Right. And just, you exactly. know what I'm saying? You so, that's what I, that being said, seek help first. And if, if, you know, for some people, if you're someone like me, I would never do that. I close myself off and I would never seek help to anybody. I would literally close myself off and drop Emily and do nothing. You won't drop me. No, but I would literally hide in a box just because I'm in that kind of, you know what I mean? Process. It's, I don't want to say it's easier, but sometimes. Sometimes being alone is good. It is. Okay. To an extent. To an extent. Because sometimes it's easier, in a sense, to be alone because then you don't have to take that extra energy that you already don't have to go speak with somebody. But if you're feeling that way, sometimes being alone is very dangerous because you let your mind keep falling, 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 falling into this place where you just cannot get out of it. Right. And then what? Right. And then are you really want to get up and speak to somebody? No. No, of course not. My, I know we've talked about my friend. She, yeah. it's about to make a year, right. uh, October 4th. Right. And it is honestly like when people take their lives, I, I wasn't in her brain. I don't know what right. she was thinking. I don't know how dark everything was for her. Right. But it makes everyone, her family, me as her friend, like all this stuff, like I wish I would have reached out. Yeah. But I don't I didn't know she was feeling that way. And 
Sorry. So just... I was going to say that, you know, and sometimes that's our fault. Not saying that was your fault, but I'm saying sometimes it's our fault for not checking up on our friends. And that is why I stress that so much. No, yeah. Even if it's like a, hey, hey what's right. up? Or, oh my gosh, I saw you did this. Yeah. I hope you're doing well. No, yeah. Like, that it's so is, important. It, it's so, so important. important. Our age doesn't see that. Like, every, you know, you keep up with the few people that you really... Thing, but like the people you left in high school that you were so close with, what happened to all those people? Well, and that's what I was saying because we had graduated, right? So it was already right. a year after graduation, and right. we used to go to football games, yeah. like everything. Yeah. So yes, we were close, right? But maybe we fell off a little bit, yes. But yeah. I just wish she knew how much, like, like people care about you, right? Even if you think that oh, I haven't talked to this person in forever, they won't care. Right. Like I would have given anything yeah. to have her feel comfortable enough to message, call me, anything. So if you ever had a connection with anybody, even if you don't talk to them anymore, I feel like reach out. Yeah, and see, you know, try to start, start a conversation, get some coffee. And I want to let you know, though, that you know what? Even though you, we don't have your name or anything like that, we do care. We do this show for you, for viewers and listeners like you. We really you, do. Because we want to make an impact on you know this, this world we live in and spread some positivity. We do care. We It may seem like, you know what, we get these questions all the time, but we care and we would love to grab some coffee. We would love to have, sit down and have a conversation with you. Always. We love meeting new people. And we have an open door policy, guys. Right. Which so is, come hang out. Yeah, come hang out. Come vibe with us. Be our... Be our guest, you know? Right. Like, we talk about anything. We want topics where it relates to you guys. So if you just want to come here and talk about whatever's in your life. Right. But I will give you these numbers. So the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. That's actually 1-800-273-8255. And then the crisis text line is you text home to 741-741. And also, if you would like to talk to us or you have would like to meet up for coffee, like we leave just a offered, voicemail. Le- you can leave us a voicemail or call and you never know if I might pick up because I, I do that every he now doesn't and then. know how to use it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's 407-536-7946. 407-536-7946. And we love you. We do love you. And you know what? It's going to get better. Um, but things do take time. And I've learned that from going through it that everything takes time. Even the when I you're feel in like it those, takes faith. Of course. You have to have a lot of hope. Hope and faith. I yes. feel like that plays a lot into a dark situation. Right. And if you can just hold for on for light. one more right. day, you don't even know what's to come. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Okay. So, on a lighter note. On a lighter note. Let's talk about, hey, ladies. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Guys, we're working on getting like an intro we for so this are. because I know you don't want to hear me. Sing. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. No, y'all don't want it. Yeah, so let's okay. do that. Let's do this. Okay, ladies. Oh my gosh. So this is like my favorite. These are hilarious. They, we got hilarious. quite a few. We got so many guys. And so we picked, well, how many we picked? Three? I think we picked three and we usually cool. only do two, but we got so many. So we were like, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, let's get through them. So. Okay, first question. Yes. From Brittany. Brittany girl. Yes. What's up, Brittany? So, she said, my good guy friend claims he doesn't want a girlfriend, but yet he does boyfriend things. 
what does he want first of all my question was what do you mean boyfriend things like don't play no for real like boyfriend like if he's already acting like your boo then what well let me tell you commitment issues or no okay it could be he's in a relationship with somebody else oh Mm -mm, i wasn't ready for all that tea what do you think it could be okay but like but if no because if that's her good guy friend right no okay like you should know that girl you should know what does he want Okay, either he has commitment issues and he just doesn't want to be in a relationship. Poor guy. But he wants... What do you mean, poor guy? (laughs) No, poor girl. Brittany, you need to be straight up with him and be like, listen. No. No. No No. Okay, does she... Okay, but do you want a relationship? Like, if he's doing If he's doing boyfriend things, then you kind of have, like... You kind of have, like, the freedom with the free meals. You know what I'm saying? Free food is free food. Oh, my gosh. Freedom, because you get what you want, but you get to do what else. Well, my thing is, is like, I definitely feel like you need to talk to him, because if it's about commitment issues, if he's already doing those boyfriend things, maybe he has feelings for you. Right. He wants to show you those ways, but everybody's different. Some people are really, really shy, and maybe he doesn't think that, maybe he thinks you're out of his league. Right. So So he's he's trying trying to to like dabble in there, show you, you know, what he can offer, but doesn't necessarily want to shoot his shot right. maybe he's not good at basketball like miss. i'm just playing <laughs> so talk to him i know we guys i know we always say talk to <laughs> like well, okay but that's what you do it really is though but i just feel i just feel like if he's already doing all these things then he does want a girlfriend okay because okay if he didn't want a girlfriend he would not be doing those things he or wouldn't he could- be treating you that way or he could just want sex. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. done. We're done. Oh my god. Literally, he could just be going after what he wants. Y'all are dirty. <laughs> Don't even. Y'all are <laughs> Not dirty. You, the guy. Yeah. Um. I guess. So maybe he's just trying to do all the things to like. To keep her around without having to. Until be... she gives it up. Right. Oh or if she's Lord. already given it up, then... Yes, Brittany, don't be... Don't give him the cookie, honey. Do not do that. Oh, shit. Don't do that. I mean... Okay, Brittany. Yeah. I don't know. You need to talk to him. If he has commitment issues, then he has commitment issues. I mean... I just don't... Girl, don't give in. Don't give him everything if he ain't wanting to put a title on she's it. Because, al- it sounds like she's already given it. Okay, yeah, but I feel like... Okay, Brittany, I feel like... <laughs> what if he's just playing you? There's right. so... Oh my god, girl, there's so many different, like, alternatives to this. I know. Good luck, Brittany. Good luck. Good luck, because... <laughs> guys, y'all need to stop playing with our hearts. Oh my gosh. Next question. No, not... Don't stop playing with <laughs> our hearts. Okay, second question. I'm scared... <laughs> I'm scared to ask a guy for his number. What should I do? Okay, let me tell you something. Sorry. Sharia? Yes. Listen to me. You need to not ask for his number. It is what? not your job to ask for his number. <gasps> I it's don't the guy's that. job. No, 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 Why? no, 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 no. I am a advocate for women getting what they want. First okay. of all, no, no, no. First, no. no. <laughs> How does he know you're interested in him? Okay. Give him your dang number. Well, that's true too. It'd Give make it, it easier him. for guys. Who cares? Nowadays, I really feel like everything is so neutral. Like, 
if you are, first of all, oh my gosh. Okay, if he's not giving you his number and you want it, go get it. Oh go talk to him. Oh, you're cute. Da, 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 da. Why does the guy always have to make the first move? They don't. Like, we are strong, independent women. If you want that man, you need to write your number down, write a cute little note, you know, something, something, and give it to him. Do we do paper and pen now? We probably of course don't. You do. Especially if you're a server. You know what you could do? You could always airdrop, like, oh you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, that is so bad. <laughs> you could, like, airdrop something to him. That's true. Hey, cute guy over there. I'm over here. That Here's my so number. Funny. Probably don't give out your number on airdrop. I don't recommend yeah, that because everybody will get it. Right. But yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go um, run. If you want it, get it, girl. Yes. Get it. Even, okay, maybe not the number. Maybe just give him your Instagram or your Snapchat and go from there and then go to phone calls and stuff because right. maybe he's not all that he looks like he is. Oh. And then you don't want him to have your number. Oh. Then you got to call up your carrier and block oh. him. And da- <laughs> she don't knows go how to do it. it. <laughs> yeah, so don't do it. Oh, my gosh. Um, maybe start off with social media. But yeah. you got this, girl. Okay. Now, our last but not least. This one is juicy. Okay. Okay. So, Stephanie. Hello, Stephanie. I call her Stephanie. Oh, my Um, How do I friend zone my guy best friend without hurting him? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I'm not. I've I've friend zoned people probably so so many times in my life. That you're going to make me cry. That is so bad. How is that bad? That is so rude. Okay, first of all. No, it's not. First of all. You might have been giving him signals for Nick's his behalf. signals. What did we talk about a few episodes ago? What? Where, how people can't just be friends anymore. They're always expecting a relationship. That is true. Da, 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 da. If she don't want it, she don't want okay, it. Okay, but sometimes girls give mixed signals. Okay, maybe because... Uh, because what? <laughs> Some girls Maybe because do. we just like to be flirty. There's nothing wrong with being flirty, but like if you know that it's a friendship, you know. There's nothing wrong with being flirty with a friend and joking around with it, but if you're being flirty to like get something out out of it, tell me. Tell me, and then all of a sudden he wants to come and say, okay. "Oh, I like you," and then you're like, "Oh no, well, I only want to be friends." Like that is so stupid. I've had that happen to me before. Okay. Once. First of all, guys, you shouldn't always expect something out of a friendship. Okay. I wasn't. Friendships can be funny they can i mean if you're a friend you can go out to lunch you can but the problem is is all these people what society talks about with re- travis is waiting for like me to make a point he's literally looking at me I'm like waiting like i'm not no I'm but not you buying do make it. sense you make sense about how they can go out and do things because we do dinner all the time but that don't mean that we're right, gonna be together. exactly but but we're not throwing mixed signals we know how stupid our friendship is if, hey! Not stupid. Aww. How fun our friendship is. Yeah, I'm really leaving. Oh. <laughs> Honestly. But you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. friendship can almost be the same thing as dating is. Right. Because dating is considered getting to know somebody. Right. If you're friends, you're going and doing these things. You can, I don't know, go, I don't know. Literally, you can do everything you can do, in a rela- that you can do in a relationship except because, make out and have sex. Well, a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. A relationship is a friendship. Of course. So, that is where you have to define it, which is friend zoning. 
Okay, but... Okay, at what point, if right. you start... Okay, if you have to have a friendship before you have a relationship... Right. At what point do you cut off the friendship and start a relationship or cut off the relationship like you say, I don't want to go to the next level? Right. I So, for example, if someone has a boyfriend or girlfriend, it automatically means they're friends. Yes. Right? So you don't really cut anything off. All you really do is continue the friendship. Right, because that should be known for both parties. Like it's not you both. When you get that friendship, you shouldn't be looking. You shouldn't have to get to that line. Right, but if you, (coughs) we're like coughing. But cough at the same time. No, because we're like stressing out over the situation. But if you're in a friendship that neither neither of you have a relationship and it's kind of unknown, the thing is, like, I want to know from you. Um, what's her name? Stephanie. Stephanie. Is if, is, is he showing you signals? Like, how do you know that you have to friend zone him? Well, she obviously knows. Okay. So that, but, so that must mean that he doesn't know you have a, you're, you're in a relationship and he must think that you're open for the public. He must also. Open for the public? Oh my God. He must also think that you, he's probably sent some signals like, Hey, um, I want to take you on a date. If he's using specific words like date, like dinner and instead date, of, or, instead, instead of, of hey, let's go, go to dinner lunch. or something, or dinner, say okay. dinner, because like if a date is dinner, you know what I mean. Like so, yeah. if he's saying let's go on a date and not dinner, then I understand that. Like he's hinting it to you, so it is time. Or to if he out. wants to pay for all your stuff. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I well, pay I for guess, my yeah, friend's stuff. You're right, you pay for. <laughs> oh my right. gosh, there's nothing well, wrong with that. I'm just thinking of like. If you're like, you I think know, that's I like know. a me personally. Like, <clears throat> I do that for It's everybody. just nice. It's yeah, just a right. nice thing to do. It's not. There's like specific things. Like, I love this topic because there's certain things that people do for a relationship. Yeah. That they do do for friendships, and sometimes people don't. He some people pick do. up. <laughs> some people take it for different things. So like uh-huh. maybe he he is paying for all our stuff, and he is buying our gifts, and he is doing these things, right? Right. He is doing all these things, and they're both single. Maybe he's just doing it to be kind. You know what I mean? Like, that's where you have a conversation with him and really be like, hey, I just want to make sure we're not doing this for a relationship because we are good friends. Right. Because you don't know he might not be. But how would you, as a guy, as a potential guy best friend, how would you... Like, it's not not okay for women to cut something off as far as a relationship. So how how would... Stephanie, uh-huh. be able to do that without hurting you. It's a simple conversation. Like, hey, um, I really appreciate you doing everything for me. This is coming from Stephanie. I really appreciate appreciate you doing everything for me. Like, you're the best friend I could ever ask for. But I just wanted. I don't want you to keep doing it because, like, I feel like I you like you owe me something. You don't owe me anything. You're one of my greatest friends. Hint the word friends. <laughs> friends you're one of the greatest friends i could ever have and i don't want to lose you but i do feel like you know you're obligated to do these things and you're not because if he feels obligated to it eventually he'll be like yep i can be his her boyfriend but if he's not obligated to and you're his friend he gets the hint that you know what's so funny about this my boyfriend that i've been with for six years we've known each other since fifth grade Uh uh-huh and, you know, I'm cute. I've been cute. Oh, I'm just excuse me. <laughs> so he had always tried to get with me. Okay. Like, you know, not right. get with me, no, but yeah, we yeah. were young. Right. So get in a relationship or whatever. 
And I loved our friendship so much, so much. Like that was my go-to that it was kind of like, if I bring this into relationship, am I going to lose that friendship aspect? So sometimes for girls, you know, even if she is, or women, I'm sorry, I was a girl back then. Um, Okay, anyways. (laughs) Um, Sometimes for us, it's not, maybe she does have feelings for him, but maybe it's like, she doesn't want to lose what you guys have. Right. But it took me many, many years to find out, even though he stuck by me and was my friend, that of a relationship, as I got older, I realized a relationship is a friendship. Right. So if he has been this for me and he is continuing to be who he is for me, then why not? Right. And we've been together ever since. Right. So it, that's your decision. It's your decision. Yeah. Like, you just... don't... Don't be mean to the guy, but like, just explain to him you don't want to lose what you guys have as a friendship, and you respect him as a friend. You expect, like you you respect him, and like you respect what you guys have, and you appreciate it. That you don't want to lose that, and you're just maybe just not ready for relationships. You don't like relationships, and maybe he's just treating you too damn good. He must be treating you good. He's doing something right. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Be nice. Be kind. And be honest. If if it's a good friendship, that means that you guys do treat each other well. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's nothing wrong with a really good friendship. Because let me tell you something. In this world we live in, it is very rare to find good people. And and maintain those relationships. You know what I'm saying? Because you could think that they're good people. And And then then it turns. Because I've met a couple of people in the past couple of weeks you meet them like you, everything's good you think there's going to be a good relationship you right. hit it off and then next thing you know it's like blindsided right so you never honestly know but when you do meet those people and it's going so good and it stays like that as long as do not lose it as long as you are honest right. and true on your side right and giving your all the way that you should right don't worry about it because right. then that is false on their end of course Thank Boom, you, Stephanie, done, for the question. Period. That was like the perfect question. I loved it. Yes. That was so much fun. So that is our closer for our hey ladies. Yes. Yeah. And if you want to send Emily questions. Yeah, guys. Because Emily has such an amazing opinion on all of them. Yeah. And I've been putting in my two cents too. Two cents. So, it's kind of going to like four cents, five yeah, cents. Ten. But I like it because... No. We I, give our own opinions, like guy against girl. It's so and I funny. I like that though, because a lot of the times <laughs> us women want to know what the hell is going on in y'all's little brains. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> little, thank you very Honestly, much. But yeah, it's so funny, way. yeah. It's really cool how it works. It's so it's hey ladies, but with a little touch of guy in there. Yeah, I okay? guess. Okay. So <laughs> let's do this. The phone number to call and leave us a voicemail with your question is 407-536-7946. And then you can also email us at keepingapositivepod at gmail.com. And then, of course, you can go to our Instagram and Facebook, Keeping It Positive Podcast. And that's where we got most of ours this week. So that's pretty yes. cool. Now, before we move, well, before we go to break, really, because after the break, we're going to be having the phone interview. Yes, so with Catherine we and Daniel. Break, let's do our giveaway for this week. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We did have three winners for last week for the Pick Me Up book. That was Brian, Carmen, and Lauren. Yes. So congratulations, guys. Congratulations, guys. Thanks for being a part of our first giveaway. It was so much fun. That was really cool. It was cool. And although we made that very simple, yeah. um, we 
kind of just did like a key phrase for right. them to right. post. Mm-hmm. Now we have a couple more requirements. All right. So you want to share that really quick? Yes. So for our next giveaway, which is going to be... Keeping a positive fam. So KIP fam. No. What are we giving away? Oh. (laughs) I was totally thinking about the key phrase really quick. We are giving away a $15 gift card to Starbucks. Which is great because we love Starbucks. So as much as we don't want to give it to you... No, sorry. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. So we are giving away... Um, a $15 Starbucks gift card to one of you lovely people. Right. Um, the key phrase is going to be Keep KIP, KIP fam. fam or fam. KIP family. Right. Um, you will comment that below the post that we will post. On what day is that? Monday? Did we say Monday? I, we're posting it on Saturday. Oh, that's right. So uh, right after this, I was testing him because we talked about See, this before the podcast. So mean. So... Okay, long story short, let me get to the point. I'm sorry, as I talk a lot. After the podcast is posted on Saturday... Right. (laughs) Okay, after the podcast is posted on Saturday, we will be posting to Facebook and Instagram, um, which is going to be like, you know, a regular post. Right. For the giveaway, for the Starbucks gift card. Requirements. And all that stuff. And you guys will go ahead and follow, keeping it positive. Right. Once you follow Keeping It Positive, that's either page on Facebook or Instagram or right. both, guys. Um, you will share the post or the page. Right. So by sharing that, you are letting your family in on the giveaway as well, which is lovely. Right. And then you will tag three people. So in your comment with the key phrase, Kip Fam, you will tag three people that you would love to go grab coffee with. Right. Or you would love to, you know... Get them coffee. I don't right. know. <laughs> so tag three people in the comment with our key phrase, Kip Fam. And that deadline for the giveaway will probably be Tuesday night because Tuesday we night give we do our giveaway on Wednesday. Wednesdays during our live. Right. So do all those things. Obviously, we're going to put this in the bottom in the caption of our post on Instagram and Facebook so you guys have ways to win. Again, the key phrase is Kip Fam, Kip Family. Tag three people, and you have up to three entries. So you can comment up to three times. Right. You cannot tag the same three people. <laughs> and that will, you know, help you win a little bit better. Right. So, yeah. That's okay. exciting, guys. It so go do exciting. that. Go do that. Yes. So now we're going to take a break because when we come back from break, we're going to have Catherine and Daniel on. We're going to be talking with them about Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And we know this is a long episode. But we are oh my we are just having so much fun, and we have a lot of content for you in this episode. Thanks so, for listening, guys. Thank you for listening this far. So we will be right back. You're listening to Keeping It Positive. Hey, guys. This episode has been brought to you by Fitness Experts without the E. They provide services to help with any fitness goals or health goals that you may have. I personally go there and train with Jake, the owner, and I have seen great results. If you would like more information, you can call 843 267 4833 or visit them on the website thefitnessexperts.com You are listening to Keeping It Positive and we are back from break and Emily we're doing something really exciting right now we are in the car Yes we're in the car driving home from the photo shoot but we also have some lovely people on the phone with us Right we have Daniel and Catherine and, and Jessica, and Jessica his little sister. sister, and they, uh, so 
Catherine, I guess you can introduce yourself. Um, Hi, Catherine, I'm who Catherine. are you? Uh, I'm Catherine, uh, or a.k.a. Mom. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about me? Hi. <laughs> well, okay, so I guess we better introduce her a little bit. So September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, as we let everyone know in the beginning of the show. And Catherine, your son, was Daniel, was diagnosed with cancer at the age of nine, I believe, correct? Yes. Nine. At nine, he was diagnosed with uh, osteosarcoma. Right. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the story. How did it begin? What did you see? What happened? So Daniel started, it was January of 2017, he started complaining of leg pain um, right above his right kneecap. Right. And, he just, and we took him to the pediatrician after he wouldn't, like, let it go. And he just kept saying, Mom, it really hurt. And I said, you know, did you fall? And he was like, no. Went to the pediatrician, and they said it's probably growing pains or a pulled muscle. So at right. first it, it was, you know, rest it, Bengay, put ice on it. But if it doesn't get better, come back in 10 days. Well, it didn't get better. In fact, it, we saw a, like a knot. Um, when you flex your leg at leg day at the gym, that's what it looked right. like. So pure pure definition that you could see that there was something wrong. Um, right. So the pediatrician referred us to a, an, or a pediatric uh, orthopedic surgeon here in Orlando. She was phenomenal, did an x-ray, you know, immediately did an MRI on the same day. And we okay. determined, you know, she said, you know, I'm, I'm not for sure without a biopsy what it is. She said, textbook, it looks like a tumor of some sort because his bone was peeling like an onion around it, trying to keep the tumor encased in his oh. bone. So we did, this was on a Friday that I found this out, and we did a, she did a referral. She said, I'm going to refer you to the University of Florida because they're the experts in this type of tumor. Right. And, nor, you know, you know, for me, referrals take, you know, two weeks, three weeks. And I was like, okay, so when's the appointment? Not thinking it's anything serious. And she goes, Monday morning. And I said, okay. You know, and I'm I'm a single mom, and their dad lives in California. So he, you know, flew in from California. And we drove up to Gainesville um, that Monday. We saw the surgeon. He said, you know, we won't know for sure until we do a biopsy. They did blood work. You know, we did full body bone scans. We did, you know, all kinds of appointments. And on Thursday, it was Thursday the 23rd of February, we did the biopsy. Um, And the surgeon came out and he said, okay, so pathologies come back. It's cancer. And he goes, what would you like for us to do? Um, I didn't even blink. I don't think I breathed. Um, the first words were, I want you to save his life. Um, so we, yeah, so we started treatment immediately. We didn't waste any time. I didn't go for second opinion. You know, we were at Shan. So, you know, I researched the hospital before that and found out how phenomenal it was. So they inserted the port that Friday and, that Saturday, he started chemotherapy, and his chemo was 
30 weeks wow. of, of hospital. Yeah, and it was um, inpatient except for the last the last two sessions were outpatient. But okay. the majority of it was inpatient, and he had a very regimented schedule. It was three weeks back-to-back. We were in Gainesville in the hospital, um, three weeks at home, and then we just redid the cycle. Um, so we drove back and forth to Gainesville. I think my car was on autopilot. Daniel knew the way. Um, just, you know, it was a whirlwind. We, I don't think of I course. breathed, blinked. Um, you know, your body goes into survival mode. Um, right. And, and we just, you know, thankfully for the community we live in, uh, was phenomenal. And the support system we have, our neighbors, you know, everyone was just so supportive. supportive and, like, wrapped around and, you know, just was like, you know, we're here for you. So when we were home from the right. hospital, you know, Daniel always wanted to be home, um, whether it was, you know, because the types of chemo he took, you know, sometimes we didn't get out on time from the hospital because he wouldn't clear his numbers. Yeah. But it was like we'd come home and be home for 24 hours. Um, but he was like, I wow. just want to go home. And it was like his rejuvenation to be here. Right. Um, right. And, it, you know, even if we were here for one day, we came home. Um, cool. And it yeah. was, you know, just back and forth. You know, we're very blessed. Um, my parents um, live with us, which is super because I was still able to work while Dan right. was home from the hospital. And I didn't have to have nurses you know my mom would take him to blood work appointments when we were home for me if I was at work um right so it just you know looking back on it you know we sit here and like the three you know the three of us you know Daniel Jessica and myself will go wow we did a lot like how did we do it without right you know being exhausted all the time and of you know, Daniel the kids love Disney so when he felt good we went places. We'd go to Disney. Yeah. We, if he, you know, he didn't want to stay home and hide. He would get up right. and he'd get out of the house. Um, but we, you know, his type of surgery, the, I'm sorry, his type of cancer, the tumor has to come out. So right. we, we did 10 weeks of chemo and then we had to decide on a surgery to have the, the tumor removed. Um, out, he was given three options, um, limb salvage, a full amputation, and the rotation plasty. Okay. Uh, so we let him decide, um, and he had a list of questions for his surgeon, sat down. We met a family uh, who their son competes competitively in CrossFit competitions. Uh, him and Daniel hit it off. Um, he has the rotation plasty as well. And Daniel just, we walked out of that room and I saw the light in his eyes and he go, I go, well, what did you think? And he goes, that's what I want. And he goes, you know, it's, it's one surgery. I I don't want multiple surgeries. I want it to be over with. And I think, what did you say? You want to be as normal as possible? Yeah. Yeah. So we did surgery. Um, so he did the rotation plasty. And then we did a two-week break, and he went right back in to finish the 20, the remaining 20 weeks of chemo. 
Wow. And then we so did, the you know. All together how was, how long so was long. it? How long was what? The whole process, the whole everything. The whole process from, from when you found out. If February was when we started. So October. No, October is 2017, wow. so nine months. Wow. Yeah, it was nine months. There's one assessment so that we were talking about with the chemo, is that you couldn't have citric acid, so I drank Gatorade, which is, like, my favorite drink at the time. Yeah. And then I, uh-huh. and then I had a comment that my stomach said I just threw up. Yeah, he couldn't have Gatorade certain, with certain oh, types of chemo. Okay. You, you know, you learn a lot, certain things stick to your system and the chemos won't clear, so. This call is now being recorded. All right, so we're starting. One, two, three. You are listening to Keeping It Positive, and we are back from break. And, Emily, we're doing something really exciting right now. We are in the car. Yes, we're in the car driving home from the photo shoot, but we also have some lovely people on the phone with us. Right. We have Daniel and Catherine and Jessica, Jessica, his little sister, and they are, so, Catherine, I guess you can introduce yourself. Um, Hi, Catherine, who are you? Uh, I'm Catherine, uh, or a.k.a. Mom. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about me? Right. Well, okay. So I guess we better introduce her a little bit. So September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, as we let everyone know in the beginning of the show. And Catherine, your son, was Daniel, was diagnosed with cancer at the age of nine, I believe, correct? Yes, nine. At nine, he was diagnosed with uh, osteosarcoma. Right. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the story. How did it begin? What did you see? What happened? So Daniel started, it was January of 2017, he started complaining of leg pain um, right above his right kneecap right he just and we took him to the pediatrician after he wouldn't like let it go and he just kept saying mom it really hurt and I said you know did you fall and he was like no went to the pediatrician and they said it's probably growing pains or a pulled muscle so at right. first it, it was you know rest it bengay put ice on it but if it doesn't get better come back in 10 days well, it didn't get better. In fact, it, we saw a, like a knot. Um, when you flex your leg at leg day at the gym, that's what it looked like. So pure pure definition that you could see that there was something wrong. Um, right. So the pediatrician referred us to a, an or a pediatric uh, orthopedic surgeon here in Orlando. She was phenomenal, did an X-ray you know, immediately did an MRI on the same day, and we okay. determined, you know, she said, you know, I'm I'm not for sure without a biopsy what it is. She said, textbook, it looks like a tumor of some sort because his bone was peeling like an onion around it, trying to keep the tumor encased in his oh. bone. So we did, this was on a Friday that I found this out. And we did a, she did a referral. She said, I'm going to refer you to the University of Florida because they're the experts in this type of tumor. Right. And, nor, you know, 
you know, for me, referrals take, you know, two weeks, three weeks. And I was like, okay, so when's the appointment? Not thinking it's anything serious. And she goes, Monday morning. And I said, okay. You know, and I'm I'm a single mom, and their dad lives in California. So he, you know, flew in from California. And we drove up to Gainesville um, that Monday. We saw the surgeon. He said, you know, we won't know for sure until we do a biopsy. They did blood work. You know, we did full body bone scans. We did, you know, all kinds of appointments. And on Thursday, it was Thursday, the 23rd of February, we did the biopsy. Um, And the surgeon came out and he said, okay, so pathologies come back. It's cancer. And he goes, what would you like for us to do? Um, I didn't even blink. I don't think I breathed. Um, the first words were, I want you to save his life. Um, so we, yeah, so we started treatment immediately. We didn't waste any time. I didn't go for second opinion. You know, we were at Shands. So, you know, I had researched the hospital before that and found out how phenomenal it was. So they inserted the port that Friday and that Saturday, he started chemotherapy, and his chemo was 30 weeks wow. of, of hospital. Yeah, and it was um, inpatient except for the last the last two sessions were outpatient, but okay. the majority of it was inpatient, and he had a very regimented schedule. It was three weeks back-to-back. We were in Gainesville in the hospital, um, two weeks at home. And then we just redid the cycle. Um, so we drove back and forth to Gainesville. I think my car was on autopilot. Daniel knew the way. Um, just, you know, it was a whirlwind. We, I don't think of I course. breathed, blinked. Um, you know, your body goes into survival mode. Um, right. And, and we just, you know, thankfully for the community we live in, uh, was phenomenal, and the support system we have, our neighbors, you know, everyone was just so supportive, supportive and, like, wrapped around and, you know, just was like, you know, we're here for you. So when we were home from the right. hospital, you know, Daniel always wanted to be home, um, whether it was, you know, because the types of chemo he took, you know, sometimes we didn't get out on time from the hospital because he wouldn't clear his numbers. But it was like we'd come home and be home for 24 hours. Um, But he was like, I just want to go home. And it was like his rejuvenation to be here. Right. Um, Right. And, you know, even if we were here for one day, we came home. Um, Cool. And it was, you know, just back and forth. You know, we're very blessed. Um, My parents um, live with us, which is super, because I was still able to work while Daniel right. comes in the hospital, and I didn't have to have nurses. You know, my mom would take him to blood work appointments when we were home for me if I was at work. Um, right. It just, you know, looking back on it, you know, we sit here and, like, the three, you know, the three of us, you know, Daniel, Jessica, and myself will go, wow, we did a lot. Like, how did we do it without, right. you know, being exhausted all the time? And, of you course. Know, the kids love Disney, so when he felt good, we went places. We'd go to Disney. Yeah. We, if he, 
you know, he didn't want to stay home and hide. He would get up and right. he'd get out of the house. Um, but we, you know, his type of surgery, the, I'm sorry, his type of cancer, the tumor has to come out. So right. we, we did 10 weeks of chemo and then we had to decide on a surgery to have the, the tumor removed. Um, out, he was given three options. Um, limb salvage, a full amputation, and the rotation plasty. Okay. Uh, so we let him decide, um, and he had a list of questions for his surgeon, sat down, we met a family uh, who their son competes competitively in CrossFit competitions. Uh, him and Daniel hit it off. Um, he has the rotation plasty as well. And Daniel just, we walked out of that room and I saw the light in his eyes and he go, I go, well, what did you think? And he goes, that's what I want. And he goes, you know, it's, it's one surgery. I, I don't want multiple surgeries. I want it to be over with. And I think, what right. did you say? You want to be as normal as possible? Yeah. Yeah. So we did surgery. Um, so he did the rotation plasty. And then we did a two-week break, and he went right back in to finish the 20, the remaining 20 weeks of chemo. Wow. And then we so did, the you know. All together how was, how long so was long. How long was what? The whole process, the whole everything. The whole process from, from when you found out. If February was when we started. So October. No, October of 2017, wow. so nine months. Wow. Yeah, it was nine months. There's one assessment so I never told you about with the chemo, is that you couldn't have citric acid, so I drank Gatorade, which is, like, my favorite drink at the time. Yeah. And then I, and then I had a comment, so my stomach said I just threw up. Yeah, he couldn't have Gatorade certain with certain oh, types of chemo. Okay. He, you know, you learn a lot, certain things stick to your system and the chemos won't clear, so. No, I was saying, we were going through a bad area, but I was saying, that, you know, whenever you go through something like that and you overcome it and, you you know, things are normal now, um, life isn't the same anymore. So how did you guys adjust? Well, I, I think we just rolled with the punches. We, you know, we, we embraced it. Um, we do a, everything in our life we do with humor. Um, so we always laughed. We always smiled um, regardless. Crack jokes. Um, he would play, he would play practical jokes on the nurses, um, especially after surgery, if they had never had him before as a patient. Right. Because his foot is backwards, because his ankle is his new kneecap. So right. he would he would say, what did you do to my leg? And the nurse would go, I didn't do anything. Oh, um, my God. He was, you know, he's a jokester. Um, right. Sorry, the dog. Um, but we, you know, we just, it made the three of us closer. Uh, the kids grew up way too fast. Um, right. You know, he's nine and he's making adult decisions um, yeah. about his life. Yeah. That's, that's 
a lot of courage, you know, to do that. And a lot of strength, you know, to be able to make those decisions and be confident in them. I agree. And, you know, we were, I remember when we were discussing the surgery and he said, mom, I, you know, you make the decision. It's, it's too hard. And I said, Daniel, it's not my life. Um, I said, yeah, I said, it's yours. I can't make that decision for you because what I would do at my age might be different than you. I said, you know, you have your whole life ahead of you. Um, so then that's when he wrote down the questions and him and the surgeon talked about it. Um, and they made a, I mean, Daniel, don't you think, did you make the right decision? I think I did. Yeah? She's not, she's not, she's not looked back, um, you know, he's learned how to, he had to retrain his brain, um. So when they, so when they said left, I would go right, and then when I said right, I would go left. Ah. Yeah, and then learning, you know, learning to walk on the prosthetic. That was hard. That was hard. Right. Yeah. So run. <laughs> so it was a lot different. It seemed like it was a lot different for him especially, you know. Exactly. And it, and he handled it with such grace and perseverance right. and tenacity that you know, I'm I'm amazed at how well that he has just flourished, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, it does. Daniel, can you come closer to the phone? I want to ask you something. Are you close? <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Hi, Daniel. <laughs> Hi. So I have a serious question for you. My question for you is, how in the world did you stay so positive? Because if I was going through a situation like that, I would have given up already. What kept you going? Uh, I don't really know. It was just knowing that I would be done with it when it was over, I guess. Right. So did you, so for example, whenever you found out whatever, you know, what was going on, and they told you what you had to do. What went through your mind? Did you think, oh, my gosh, my life is over? Or were you like, you know what, I'm going to be okay after? What was your thought process on it? Um, so, you know those dreams where, like, you watch something and you say, like, I want to do that. For me, it was I wanted to be a WWE superstar. And then I had to rethink my life goals. But right. it was still okay that I could still live. So I right. had to, right. like, rethink everything. Um, my friends in my school were, like, really supportive about it and everything. Right. So, tell us about wow. this 5K run you did. I saw you on TV. Yeah, we watched it. <laughs> have you seen the video? Yes, I have. My friends. Um, oh, yeah. you're a superstar. Oh, my God. So, let me tell you a story. Random people will walk up to me at school and high-five me before I even knew the commercial came out, and I had no oh, idea no. what was going on. I, I, I was so confused. Oh, and then my, my mom gosh. showed me the video, and I was like, that's why. That is yeah. so crazy. So did you always want to run a 5K, or how did that happen? 
so I went to I saw my physical therapist Trevor and it was just so fun. It was so awesome. Um people were saying like, Oh, what are you gonna dress up as for the five K? Um and I was just like Wait, you can dress up for a five K? <laughs> <laughs> Right, so awesome. we did, yeah, we did the Star Wars 5K. Exactly. The, we, we he chose the dark side. <laughs> oh, nice. That sounds like so much fun. I've never even done a 5K. So before. did you participate as well, Catherine? We all did. Uh, Jessica, oh. Daniel, and I. Uh, Daniel's physical therapist with Advent Health ran Trevor. Right. They got friends from school. Jessica's second grade teacher ran. And we had um, a lot of where I work, a lot of our leadership uh, ran with us because they were like, okay, we're adults, but if he's going to run this, we're going to run this with him. Exactly. Uh, And then we had friends come in from New York and Georgia. Uh, Just a ton of people came to support him. His physical therapist from Shans came down as well. So it's a a nice, you know, like 30 people ran to support him. It was basically one giant family reunion because I haven't seen the therapist from Shans in a long time. Mm -hmm. I met Alice when I was young. I did. Yeah. That's so cool. And they all came to support you. Yes. Yes. And then, of course, then it turned into um, the commercial. So it was like, surprise, we're going to do all of this. Right. (laughs) Definitely interesting. Yeah, it was was definitely a good video. We watched it today over again. Aw. It makes me cry every time I see it. Oh, us too. show because let me tell you something uh, we met about a year ago this month do you remember mm-hmm. that I we do. met a year ago this month and from the beginning uh, you guys have been so amazing and so positive and um i couldn't have think of anyone better to really explain their story and share some positivity now before we go daniel i want you to give the listeners some positivity give them a motivation Tell them to keep going. Tell them whatever you want to tell them. Well, if you have anything hard in life, um, if it's anything with your family and friends, don't don't dwell on that. Like, confront it. Don't, like, hold back on it. Oh, my gosh. You're doing better than we are. Look at you. Wow. <laughs> wow. You want to run the show? Honestly, we need to have a- Um, so I'm actually training for another 5K next year. 
Wow. Yeah. And and how are you doing? Are you healthy? Everything Um, good? Yes. I am on my third prosthetic. I moved away from the bed. Okay. Yep. And we go, we're almost two years out of chemo, um, but we go to Shands every we have to go every 90 days. November. Right. Yeah so, yeah, so we'll go in November. As of right now, she's no evidence of disease, so we're yeah. thankful. Um, everything always goes well, so we are just, right. you know, we, we move forward every day. And who knows what right. else will be shut down? <laughs> what did you say? What did you just say? <laughs> I'm really He's in. Middle school is tough. That's what he said. Ah, yeah, middle school. Yeah, so you're, well, that would be sixth What is that, sixth, sixth grade? Seventh, sixth. seventh grade. Seventh, seventh grade. Listen, you've got this. Honestly, middle school, high school is a lot better. Honestly. Oh, my middle, gosh. No, I mean, serious. Middle school is a little tough because you're transitioning from elementary school, which is pretty, you know, easier. But it gets better, I promise. My teacher never taught me anything about the transitioning. So on when I was in sixth grade, I would clock out at one o'clock. I would always leave at one o'clock. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, we need to tell our teachers to do their job. I know. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you, Catherine, and thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. And Jessica. You're Jessica, you want to say hi? Hi. Hi. Oh. <laughs> What is that? Thank you again so much. You're very welcome. So, that being said, guys, this is the end of the podcast for today. We want to thank you guys for tuning in, and we hope you will tune in next week because we have so much going on. We're so tired right now, but I'm probably missing half of this feel. We want to thank you guys so much. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Keeping it positive podcast. If you have any questions, email us, keepingitpositivepod at gmail.com. And until next time, don't forget to keep it positive. This has been another episode of Keeping It Positive, and we want to thank you for joining us on this journey and going along with us every week as we bring you new topics, new content each week. Tune in next Saturday for another great episode.